going on, good people? Welcome to Life School. I'm Reverend Kojo. I am your host. We've got a lot to talk about today. Look, Life School is not about getting your panties in a bunch. It's about talking about the hard-hitting topics that you're going through today. If you're struggling, I want to talk about it. If you're hurting, I want to talk about it. If you're just flat up confused, let's talk about it too. Why? Because this is Life School. What's going on, good people? Good people. I'm so glad you decided to join us here at Life School. I'm Reverend Kojo. Uh, today, I want to talk about something that's really stepping on my own toes, but be- if, because it's stepping on my toes, I think that it's probably going to step on some of your toes. Um, and so here, here it is. I'm, I'm really self-conscious about what I post out there and what I promote. Um, I've been doing these podcasts for close to a month or two, and I've not posted one to social media. Um, which is kind of embarrassing, uh, because I've been getting good feedback about them, but I haven't posted one to social media because I'm afraid of what people will say. Um, I go back and listen to them and I believe they are sound and I believe I'm giving you good advice, but I I go back and, and I'm, 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 I'm probably my biggest critic. I'm my biggest critic when I write. I'm my biggest critic when I, when I, um, when I do anything, I'm my biggest critic. Uh, when I when I don't perform well in a sport, I'm a biggest critic. I'm a biggest critic um, when I preach. Good God, when I preach, uh, when I preach or any of that, I'm I'm usually my biggest critic. You don't have to come tell me that I did what I did wrong, unless I don't know that it was wrong. Uh, but most days, I'm aware of what went wrong, what could be better. You could be telling me that it it was the best thing since grits, and I'm over here feeling like I have just shot myself in the foot. And so I've been really, really weary of posting to social media, but I am almost convinced that that's a little bit of Satan. And I'm almost convinced that's a little bit of Satan because if God gave me a message to get to people, and I have platforms of a few thousand people uh, here and there, and I've got followings uh, growing on different platforms, and and people are are you know I've got a of course I think everybody has a larger following on Facebook. And people are, are really, really following me on Pinterest, and I don't really put any effort in Pinterest. Um, and, and, and it says that I have a larger following of men than women, and usually men are not drawn to spiritual things. Why would I not be posting something? Why would I not be trying to save souls in that manner? And it's not that I'm not trying to save souls. I want you to get saved. That is my chief goal. I want you to get saved, and I want you to get right. You know, for me, it's not enough that you just get saved. I want you to be living your best life now. And I want you to be sowing in the kingdom and living in the kingdom. Um, But I've been a little scared and God didn't give us a spirit of fear. But I felt like telling you this would help you because I I believe I'm going to start posting to, to the social media this week because I do see that it's an issue. And and the, the reality and for and let's be real. I, if I can't, I can't live in fear and preach God, fear and God don't go in the same sentence unless we're talking about fearing God. And then that's a whole different conundrum all by itself. And so, uh, being self-conscious is, I mean, it's a real thing. And I think to some of it, it's great to be self-conscious because we don't allow ourselves, our egos to get too big. 
And when our egos, we don't allow our egos to get too big. We can allow God to be God. And if we're allowing God to be God, we can, we can, we can watch his glory happen. We can watch him move. We can see so many great things happen. But if we are so self-conscious that we won't let the words that God gave us get out there, how that's, that's too much. That's too self-conscious. And so instead of being self-conscious, um, you know, when we're, when we're self-conscious, we are, we think people are looking to us and to some avail in, in humanity's eye, people are looking to us. But when we are God conscious, it doesn't matter that they're looking to you because we're pointing them to Jesus. And so for me, it's going to be a mental game. Remembering that even though they're looking at me, as long as my finger is always pointed toward heaven, always pointed toward Calvary, always pointed toward the, uh, the, the cross, that it's gonna be okay, and 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 as long as I'm constantly reminding you, don't look at what Reverend Kojo says, what N.A. Jones says. Don't think about what I say. Uh, well, think, I guess take the words, but don't look at who I am and the image that you see when you see me. When, you, but look at the image that you see when you see God. Uh, what is God saying? Uh, what am I saying that God has said? What has God given me? And and I'm gonna try to live as right as possible. And I, y'all, I, I really, I really, when I say that, I pray that God would make peace my governor and righteousness my ruler. I pray that every morning, sometimes a few times a day, I really, really, really want to be right. But I'm human, just like you. I make mistakes, just like the next person. I go left sometimes. Sometimes I I slip, and I have to get reeled back in. But we all do. We all have human moments where we fall and we are faint and we make mistakes. But the difference between a saint and a sinner is that we get back, we get back in line and we continue to be used by God. And so I I guess in my fear of how human I am, I've been afraid that you would see my humanity. But here I am setting the record straight. I don't want you to look to me. Sure, I'm going to tell you what God told me to tell you. But when I, when you look at me, I want you to see who I'm pointing to. I'm pointing to God. I'm always going to be pointing to God because at the moment that I'm pointing at me, we are in trouble. Jeremiah 24, seven says that I will give them a heart to know me for I am the Lord and they will be my people and I will be their God for they will return, return to me with their whole heart. And so, but notice that word. He said, return to me with their whole heart. He says, I'm going to give them a heart to love. He says, I'm going to give you the tools to want me. I'm going to send people and I'm going to send inspiration and I'm going to send stuff so that you'll want to hear from me. And, 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 but you and, and I, but he uses the word, the word return because he, he understands that you can only come one time without it being a return. And because we're human, we fall. And because we're human, we have issues. And sure. He was talking to the children of Israel and they're just, they're just a prime example of that, that they come back to God and they worship and they love the Lord. And then at some point they make a left turn and on that left turn, then they have to get real back in and they have to make a return and have to come and lay on the altar again and say, God, I'm so sorry. I done messed up again. But you know what? He takes us back. And in his taking back process, we, we, ha- we can't become self-conscious of the mistakes that we made. We can't become self-conscious of the flaws that we have, of the failings that we have. Yes, we do need to work on them. Yes, we do need to pray that they get fixed. Yes, we need to pray that he would take them away. But if he doesn't take them away, we need to understand that his grace is yet sufficient. 
and understanding that his grace is yet sufficient and knowing that we have these failings and these, these wants and these desires and, 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 and these things are calling our names and then they're not of God. And, and we have issues because we're human and we, we do things and we go left and sometimes, and, and I'm like, ah, and I'm going to be real with you close to you get to God. You shouldn't be going left all the time. <laughs> your left, your, the left turns that you make should, should begin to reduce the closer you get to God. But yet we are human. And it is that, that somebody's going to find an issue with something that you do. Um, but don't allow that to keep you from sharing the good news with, with people that God has called you to share them, share it with. Don't allow the, the good news that you're sharing and, and the things that you're putting out there to be a stumbling block because for you, because if it's a stumbling block for you, that means that you may not be putting out the word that'll help somebody else. And guess who's won? Satan wins that battle because the word was never made available to them that was destined to reach their ears. And that's a hard pill to swallow. You know, and you know, Grant, I pray the prayer all the time. Psalm 19, 14 said that the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable in your sight. Oh Lord, God, please be pleased with me. Song we sing in church. I love the song. What if God is not happy with my praise? What if he's not, he's not pleased with the words we say? What if he takes away his love and his spirit from above? What if God is not happy with, with my, with my praise? And, but you know, I like the chorus cause it says we must change the way we walk. And we must change the way we talk. We must live our life in please, pleasing to our king. We must preach his holy word, let his praises be heard. And then, then it ends with a plea, Lord, just be pleased. But I like, I like the song because it understands that we have a problem. It starts off asking that question, what if God is not happy? Understands that we, we make mistakes and we, we get off course and, and sometimes we don't realize that we've gotten off course and that's scary. Uh, but in, even as we don't realize that we've gotten off course, God says, okay, you don't realize you got off course. That's cool. I'm going to welcome you back with open arms, but we, it takes a wise man to get back up and say, okay, let me get back in line. And there are going to be some people I, I know that are going to point the finger and that are, are going to say this, that, and the other. But that's not, this is not for them. This is, this is for you who is self-conscious about your ability to serve Christ because of what you've done and how you've done it and what you've been called and what you've been. Remember, remember that it, it doesn't matter what you've been or how you've done it or who you are, that God loves you all the same, that you hold the same stake in the kingdom that he loves you. Um, and it's not your job to be self-conscious when you're serving God, as long as you're God conscious, as long as you're aware of who God is and the power that he has to change. Remember that Noah was drunk all the time. Noah was a drunk. And that Moses uh, had anger issues. David had an adultery problem and a murder problem. And, um, uh, Samson had a, a Delilah problem <laughs> and, um, people over and over and over and over again had issue after issue after issue. Peter had a talking problem, mouth problem. Uh, he talked too much. Um, he was too zealous. Judas, well, you know, that's, that's different. Um, but all these people had problems and God used them all the same. He loved them all the same. Um, you know, 
it, it didn't matter that they were fallible because we're human. We're fallible. We're not God. You know, we are not God. We are fallible. We make mistakes. We're going to make mistakes. And that's not an open invitation to make a mistake, but that is an, that is me putting it out there that you're going to mess up. And when you mess up, that does not mean that you can't get back in line. There are so many people, you know, this is a guy that, that, that I, I, I hold in high regard, kind of, sort of works for the family business told me he was going to come to church when he got himself together. The church and the body of Christ is not a museum for perfect people. You're not going to get yourself together enough to come into the presence of God. It will not happen. You're not capable. You don't have the power to clean yourself enough. Because God is the estrogen. God is the cleaning mechanism. Christ, his blood is what cleans us up and makes us, makes us right. The church is not a museum for perfect people. The church is a hospital for broken people. And so we have to stop being so self-conscious of our flaws and look and be God conscious of how able he is to fix our flaws, to cover our flaws and to change our issues. And when we're conscious that God is able to fix things or to cover us because, and, and here, I don't want you to be dismayed. Everybody doesn't get fixed. That doesn't mean that God is not able because he's more than able. But if you remember, Paul had a thorn in his flesh that he pleaded with God three times to take away. And God wouldn't take it away because he said, my grace is sufficient for you. And so some people are going to get this deliverance and it's going to get taken away and and they're going to be changed and they're not going to want this thing ever again. But some of us, God is going to say, you look, I have faith in you. And if even if you should stumble. My grace is sufficient. I want you to pursue righteousness. I want you to try to be right. I want you to try to do what I said to do. I want you to focus on me. Keep your eyes on me. Keep your eyes on me. Keep your eyes on me. Be like Peter. Get in the water. Don't take your eyes off me because you're going to start sinking like you did. But if you'll look at me, I'll make you walk on water. I'll make you thrive. I'll give you all of the goodness and the riches that you've been praying for, asking for, needing. I promise that I'll keep you in perfect peace. I'm, all these promises that I've made to you, I'll make good on my word. Just focus on me. And if we understand that God is going to be faithful to the end, regardless of what we say or do, if we understand that God is going to be righteous and that he's going to be loving and he's going to be kind and he's going to make sure that we live in a manner that is uh, beyond what we could have ever imagined. If we understand that what God has put on the inside of us is not just for us, but it's to share with other people and that holding it within, within ourselves is robbery to our brother and to the person who needs the word that God has given us. Or, or the gift that God has given us. That's another thing, y'all. It's sometimes we're so self-conscious or we're so selfish. I'm not sure which one it is sometimes. You know, it depends from person to person and day to day. Sometimes we're so self-conscious or so selfish that God has given us gifts, but we're sitting on our hands because we got hurt. We're sitting on our hands because we're too lazy. We're sitting on our hands because we don't want to work. But but God is robbery of the kingdom of God and to the people who need your gifts when God has called you to help somebody and he's giving you the tools to help that person. It's robbery when, when God is giving you the tools and he has placed in your hands, uh, the ability to change somebody's life and you're sitting on your hands because you're lazy or you're nervous or you don't want to approach him. It's robbery when God is giving you a word on the inside of you that can bring somebody to Christ, but you're too nervous to talk to him because they look dirty. 
it's, it's not, it is not a place. The kingdom of God is not a place for us to sit on our hands. And we've got to share our truth and the truth with as many people as possible. And what that is for you may be different from me. Obviously, I'm called to preach and I'm called to, to teach and to write. But I'm not really good at evangelism for real, for real. I can teach you Bible concepts. I can do that. I can walk it out with you. I can do that. But but that evangelism thing, I struggle with that. How I struggle. And that doesn't mean that he won't gift me later in life. For a long time, that giving thing, I struggled with that. Now, it's better now. Much better now. Now, later... I, um, later on, I found myself in a situation where God, um, or, or, or another thing is music, musically, I love music. I believe that I am gifted to direct choirs. I can do that. Find a lot of joy, a lot of contentment in that. I am not Fred Hammond. I am not Tasha Cobbs. I am not Donnie McClurkin. As far as the singing thing goes, I can hold a tune good enough to get us through the song, but that's not my calling. I can Kirk Franklin all day long. I can Donald Lawrence that thing all day long. Uh, I would love to be a Richard Smallwood, but I don't think I got that gift. Um, but I'm praying for that piano anointing. <laughs> but, you know, but, but I can sit, I can sit. And that, that is a place where he's blessed me. Y'all, I sat at the, my piano couple of nights ago and I was playing manifest. If you've read pregnant with the possibility, you, 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 you know, my relationship with that song. Uh, you actually know that's what pregnant with possibility came from, uh, out of that song. Um, but you know that as I was sitting there playing that and I, I added one note to one chord, which was, it was, it was a chord that led to a very worshipful part of that song. And I felt chill bumps go through my body as I changed that chord so much so that I stayed in that spot playing that loop for a good 30 minutes because the worship was so good. I can do that. That's a gift, but it's not my gift to do other things. And, but when we learn to exercise the gifts that God has given us, and we learn to walk in what God has called us to do. And we're not so stuck on being self-conscious. Let me tell you another story. So, you know, I love the piano, love music, love, 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 love music. And we don't have a, a Sunday school musician right now. Okay. Y'all know I have really bad allergies. Um, and I thank God they're getting better. Um, thank God uh, that he's allowed medical science to be able to develop some things uh, that, that I can take. And after many years of fighting this stuff, um, I'm getting a little bit of relief, <laughs> praise God. But I, um, y'all know, I love music, and I'm, I'm getting to the place I can play a lot more songs, um, and I can play them in in a worshipful thing. I prayed um, probably about a year or two ago, Lord, teach my hands to war, and it changed. It really changed the dynamic of how I could play and what I could play. Um, so I, I, you know, I said, I'll, I told my dad, who's the superintendent superintendent of the Sunday school, I said, I'll come play for Sunday school. Now, I knew the songs, knew the hymns, could play the hymns, play them great at home. Sat down at the piano, opened the baby grand up, 
played the first three chords and my face went nuts. I mean, breaking out, my face started swelling up, got hot, got flushed, went nuts. You got to be joking me. You got to be joking me. And so I, I you know, but the, 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 the thing in my life has been, uh, as a kid, I had acid reflux. And so when I got nervous, I would throw up. I don't know why my nerves would trigger the issues that I had. Well, as the acid reflux began to fade out of my life, it's like the allergies would take over. I got nervous. The allergies would go nuts. Sat down to the piano, played them correctly. Was about to have a good, we were about to have good Sunday school, and my face went nuts. Nuts. I mean, webs everywhere. Nerves. Self-conscious. Playing in front of folks, not God conscious, ministering to folks. Now, do I plan on getting back on the piano? It has been a few months since I, that happened. Yes, I do. Uh, because I think in, in that place, being self-conscious is, is, is fighting flesh, and fighting flesh is fighting Satan. No, no, you're not going to stop worship from happening. No, you're not going to stop us from remembering the hymns. No, you're not going to stop us from singing songs unto God. Now, they still sing the songs, but anybody will tell you that songs with, with uh, instrumental music uh, paired with singing tend to go better unless the musician can't play. They tend to go much better. And so, but, but I couldn't understand. After I got myself together, I went up to my office, sat down at the piano, in my office, played the song with great fluency. What in the world? How? Self-conscious, not God-conscious. We have to say that no matter what, I'm going to do what God has called me to do because he's called me to do it. Flesh, you got to sit down. Body, you can't do this. Spirit, take control. I hope you've enjoyed the podcast. This is Reverend Kojo. Uh, do not forget to check out ReverendKojo.com. Uh, there's plenty of things, plenty of, plenty of stuff there. There's new content daily. Check out the Blackboard. Check out, of course, This is Life School, Bible School, uh, Car Talks, and, and, and Where's Kojo, and all of the stuff that's coming. There's so much stuff to be uploaded. You don't want to miss any of it. If you haven't picked up a copy of Praying with Possibility, what are you waiting on? Uh, if you haven't read Call to the Peak, Craving the Pit, you do want to pick up a, a copy of that book. It will, it will change your outlook on some stuff. Well, this has been Life School.